that that you um you had. Okay, let's go. If you have to have finite answers to infinite questions, uh, you're not gonna move. What if your truth isn't the truth? You know I didn't come here to preach to you today, but you know I feel good. I feel good because I know there's a God somewhere. Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? We in the building. Roar Radio, where we roar truth. I'm in the building with my brother, Chad. Man. Wick Bozeman. No, bro. <laughs> and I'm in here with a reformed gangster leader. Gangster. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm in here with my sister, Cindy. She's in the building right now. Uh, Roar Radio, we're back. Episode two. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? Man, I'm excited, bro. Yeah. You're excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. Here we go. We're about to do this thing. So we're going to be jumping into talking about jumping into the Bible, jumping into the word. Yes. Before we get into that, man, I want to talk about how this parallels to our current day society. Uh oh. Y'all, y'all, y'all binge on the, um, on the, on the streaming? Man. Are you a binger, Chad? Do you binge on the, on the Hulu and the Netflix? It depends. Mm-hmm. On the Hulus? Like, I'm on the, I'm on that Disney Plus right now. You're on Disney Plus. I got Plus. the kids. Yeah, so, like, we got the Disney Plus. So, Mandalorian, you know, we didn't play around with that Did one. You binge? I binged that. I, well, I jumped in early, and What's then I had to convince my wife yeah. to get in. So then when she got in, we binged. Like, she caught up real quick. Heavy. Yeah. But, like, what's the movie that's on replay at your house? Oh, man. Like, replay. What? You know it verbatim, word for word. Uh, It depends on if it's just, like, me solo or my wife. So, like, if it's me, I, I like the classics, man. I go back to, like, Indiana Jones, man. I, I like, like, oh, find, I like find the treasure. I like find, like, those kind of movies. Um, But if it's, like, something goofy, I don't. I'm like Aladdin. Well, I mean, Disney's are classics. Yeah, either way, we're good with Disney movies. Like, we'll watch them with all the kids. But we, we got a whole bunch of stuff we'll watch. It depends on. What's Cindy! On. Hello. Cindy's <laughs> like, reform gangs? That? Don't, like, don't yeah. put my information out there. What do you binge? What What do you binge? What do I binge? On okay. the Hulus. And then, and well, the it's really interesting because, like, in this time, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, my gosh, yes, during COVID, I was watching Netflix and Hulu. I was, was not doing that. I had to work. I was not, I mean, I had to work too, but I was not doing that. I was like such a bookworm, like in my books. And you just reading like, the books? Yes, I was. I was reading books. You nerd. I know. You wasn't watching I know. <laughs> you wasn't watching Friends? Man. Every once in a while, I turn it on as like background noise. But other than that, no. I jumped in on Mandalorian. I was like, man, I don't know. Right. It's just going to be good. And then I jumped in on it. I was like, <gasps> dang, it's fine. Man. This is fire. It's like a movie. Yeah. Like the quality, like movie level. Exactly. Yeah. My wife got me though. She had me on, I'm so embarrassed to say it. She had me on that Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And like. But you liked it. But I mean. But you liked but it. But I mean. I'm going to make you say it. I'm saying though. <laughs> it's interesting. Nah, I, was, I actually got grown to like it. But we yeah. started at like, because like she had been watching it and then I was doing other stuff. And so when I finally sat down to watch it, she was on like season five. So then like all this stuff was going on. Yeah. I didn't know who, yeah. what was going on. People and got like bombs in their stomachs. Yeah, they- like <laughs> blowing off, fingers are missing. And then they're like giving all these doctor turns. And then we watched it from the very beginning. And I was like, oh. You had to have that context. Yeah, I had to have the context of where all these people came from. And then people died. I was like, I didn't even know that person wasn't there. <laughs> now I missed them later on. So I was like, yeah, I did like. 
Yeah, I can't be watching that. That show. and Friends. Nope. You got me watching all kinds of stuff. That's married life. Yeah. Friends. Uh, I don't know why it just captures everyone for the most part. Everybody I talk to is like, yeah, I'll watch it. I yeah. like How I Met Your Mother better. That which, I mean, which to me is oh, almost popular. the same thing. Yeah, just yeah. the characters are a little yeah. different. That one's good. Yeah. I, sometimes if I find a good one, I am a nerd. I'm a huge anime nerd. But I can't watch as much now as I could before because yeah. everything's like over sexualized. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. And I'm like, come That's on, true. y'all. Why y'all gotta draw them on? Come that? on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> trying to watch an epic adventure and y'all just got all these people just. <laughs> man. <laughs> so, talking about jumping into series. So let's talk about jumping into the word. Mm. Um, man, it's been such a ride. Lately, I've been, I started out, I was like, man, I got to, I was super bad. I had the Bible plan. I was doing good. I was like 30 days in and then yeah. I skipped it. <laughs> I, just, I just missed. So I opened it back up. I was like, you're 360. Yeah, bro. When you get behind on that 365, daunting to catch up. So I was doing the Bible project and I was like, I was reading half and then actually listening to the other parts. Yeah. The Bible project on the Bible app is super fire. So I good. love those yeah. videos. The videos that explain man. Yes. everything, every book that you're about to read. So I love that, man. So that really got me pumped into reading it. But uh, yeah, I, I just love that. And so now I'm on the journey to finish. You know, I've probably read the whole Bible all the way through at some point, but mm-hmm. never in the coherent like one instant. stretch yeah just like run through whatever it. yeah so we're jumping in like um so cindy like oh you know what i gotta do something i totally forgot what yeah i totally forgot to do this last time with david you guys gotta tell me why do you believe in god oh wow does people <laughs> i look to cindy like do you want the <laughs> you short answer this? or the long answer i just want like the straight up like street answer i'll give you i'll give you mine yeah. Because it makes the most sense. Because it makes the most if sense. If you look at science, which I love studying like the history of the, of the earth and history of the world, civilization, all these different things. But if you look at science, um, which I'm a fan of, I'm not, it's not like it's one or the other for me. I'm a fan of it. Um, if you look at the beginning of creation and all the theories and the ideas that are out there based on how uh, the universe began, Man, if everything came to be in such a quick, like in a moment, which they say, like, I think the theory is now that Big Bang, that that moment when uh, the universe was formed, it was within like a tenth of a second or eighth of a second or something like that. I'm like, that really sounds like if God spoke it into motion, it would happen in the, yeah. yeah. To me, it just makes more sense. And it still takes faith to believe those things. But for me, it's like, it makes the most sense that there's a a creator that is beyond our imagination that created this crazy thing that we call our universe that we live in. That's awesome. That's yeah. Like? I mean, before I came to Christ, I was a straight up agnostic. So Ooh. like I questioned everything. I literally did. And me and God would I would have my um person that's um wrestled with God. Um Jacob. 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 I had my Jacob moments. Oh my goodness, brain fart. Yeah, I had my Jacob moments all the time. Okay, God, you know. So at that point, was it like, you know, I know there's something more to this because you can't just tell me I came from soup and I'm here um, and the whole evolution thing. But 
you so you know you knew there was something more you just didn't want to place it in him no i, the I capital didn't H him. yeah nope i didn't i was like all right i'm gonna put this down let's see what makes more sense all right all right god if you say that you are who you say that you are you're gonna start turning me towards this direction you're gonna start making me like you know start seeing things the way that you see them gotcha. if I'm not like then it is what it is right and so yeah. there's this like um journey this navigation of just like finding like who god is it was super cool um it was super like haha moments where god's like super sassy and like all right you i told like you that. i told you yo god like, be playing games sometimes like <laughs> i feel you smiling he waits at for me. you to figure it out and he's like so let me open this door real quick <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes you talk like that. In my mind, he talks like, Let's yeah. open this door real quick. Yeah, I think, Cindy, you're like, God's sassy with me. To me, so I have sassy. a different term, but for me, God is just the realist. Like, he just sets up these okie doke moments where he's like, you know, waiting for me to figure it out. And then he figures it out. I was like, see, it's I like this you. great basketball game of life just getting crossed up. One yeah. Good time by Basically. Yeah. 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 Juke. Yeah. All right, super cool. I'm glad we did that because I totally forgot. <laughs> my bad, David. I love you. Um, but like, well, y'all didn't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> so um, first question, Cindy, uh, where and how have you been? Have um, have you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Where and how have you been? Like, where's the places that you started first in the word? Like, like, how did you get started? And then, like, where did you start awesome. first in the word? So personally, this is just me and how I operated in my, my mind space. I'm a person that asks a lot of questions. Mm. I do not like to take someone's word for just gold and just be like, yeah, I'm going to run with that. No, I ask questions and I just kind of start digging deeper. And so when I started, like, really, you know, quote, unquote, doing the Christian thing, I was like, all right, God, where, where do I start? He's like, all right, start by my son. And Ooh. so he took me to, you know, what is the Gospels, uh, the four Gospels, right? The Synoptic Gospels. Season two, I like to call it. <laughs> season two. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, jumped yeah. in. You jumped in at that halfway point. Season I did. Two. I, like I did. That. Because like you, in order to get to the Father, you need to get to the Son first. Yeah, and season one is just scary. Just <laughs> I mean, kind of here's the thing. You don't really understand season one if you don't understand season two, the heart of season two. Okay. You know, the heart of Jesus Christ, why he came to this earth, why he was doing what he was doing, you know, what was going around him, the adversities, everything. Like seeing who Jesus was, I was like, yo, this is, this is deep, man. Your, your heart, your passion for people, the way you remove her compassion, you were God. Yet, you know, you were a man that became flesh that Ooh. came from heaven. You well. left the comfortable spot of heaven. Yes. Okay. To be here with That's us. To tear that veil it's so legit. and be here with wow. us and, and, and not have that gap anymore, yeah. any longer. And then you go back to season one and you're like, all right, cool. Let's let's go back to where it all began. Jumping in. That's what I think. It's like She'll cool. preach, bro. Don't I give her know. five minutes. Don't. Give it a platform. <laughs> give me an hour. <laughs> give her the platform. All right, Chad, what about you, man? Man. I... Pass the Chad. Don't, no, don't even. I, you know what, man? I grew up in the church. And I grew up listening to all the the Sunday school stories and I read the Bible growing up, pieces here and there. I had no context for the Bible. I had no clue really what it was. I knew I was reading books written by men, um, inspired by God, but I didn't understand what that meant. And I remember like the, the big shifting point for me was about four years ago. Um, actually, we were in small group together at the time. Yeah. We were fellowshipping so like together. Four years ago. Yeah, 
seems okay. like yesterday. But during that season, um, somebody in our small group was like, hey, you have you heard this podcast? It's this message series from this church in Atlanta. And he talks about the Bible and he breaks it down. And it's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. It really made it interesting and, and knowledgeable for like understanding what the Bible is and how it came to be. And I was like, oh, I'll check that out. That sounds cool. And found the podcast, found the series. It was like a four-part series about the Bible and how it came to be. And I started listening to it on my commute to work. Man, it just opened my eyes. Me about that. Yeah, it opened my eyes to the Bible and helped me understand the context of what was happening in those moments and how the Bible came to be. And ever since then, like I fell in love with it. It just it it removed all of the questions or most of the questions. I still have we all have questions about the Bible. It's yeah. just, it's such a deep book, but it removed all of the um, cloudiness uh, that I grew up with when it came to the Bible and why it was it was here and who decided what books are in it and why is it called this and all those different questions. So shout out to um, my boy that gave me the reference on listen to that series. It's actually a series done by um, Andy Stanley. North Point Church. Okay. And we're going to drop that in the notes. Bro, drop yeah, it in there. It is fire. So okay. essentially what I did is I took that series since I loved it so much and I chopped it up and made it a series for our young adults of the church. And I just made it a little more like palatable for them and uh, fun. But I took the same concept and man, people's minds were blown. And that's really that understanding of how the Bible came to be is what changed everything for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So that did it really f did it really place you in the bible like as of as opposed to like where to start or was it like a let's go from the beginning type i think of thing? it was well the way he starts it and it's beautiful he starts with luke and he starts with the gospels but he talks about how the bible came to be and it, it, it the gospels are the reason why we have the bible in the first place if there was no jesus that came to earth that died on the cross that was resurrected there's no reason for the bible the torah all that was already there so that would that would have already been existing that's an ancient religion that's been around for a long time but as far as the new testament and bringing the two old covenant new covenant together like season one season two season that, one, season that two. wouldn't exist had jesus not come and been who he was at that time and done such amazing things and rose from the dead so he breaks it down in that series and like i said it it rocked my world Please put the reference on there, oh, yeah. or you can put like my YouTube, my YouTube videos. Do the same thing, all four of them on there, whatever. But it'll give people such a great perspective, and it really just helped me understand like why was this guy even writing the book, like who and who is this guy? Like I heard these names growing up, but I'd have no context of who they were in relation to Jesus or what was happening in history at that time. And man, when all that happened, I was like, it makes sense. The more I learned about the context of the Bible, my faith grew in it even more because it made more and more sense to me. Gotcha. All right, so next question, man. We're going to just come roll with you, Chad. Uh, what were some of the difficulties you faced getting into the Word? Like, what were some of the things that may have been presented to you that you were like, <laughs> God, what is this? I yeah. can't do this. Or things that you just kind of struggled with. Because I think a lot of times when we, you know, especially for me, like, you know, ministering to youth, and they read something and they're just, it's so jarring. And they're like, huh, uh, what is this? Um, I'm having a hard time processing this, even, you know, as it yeah. pertains to everything else that you're you're teaching from the platform that I'm going through in life. Yeah. And then you're gonna tell me this 2000 year old book and they were doing this yeah. and I have to do this. So what were some of the things that you found difficult? Man, I yeah, this is a no brainer because I'm, I'm still a student. I'll be a student of the word my entire life. 
And I think the thing that still challenges me and things I still want to know more about is, man, there's so much war in the Bible. There's so much death, especially in the um, Old Testament, um, and really centered around God's chosen people and what he was trying to do with them and where he was trying to put them. Man, there's so much around that. And I'm still, I love the story. It's beautiful. Um, and I'm still trying to understand the reason why some of that stuff had to be. So like I said, a lot of war, a lot of famine, a lot of death. Um, that's That was probably the hardest part for me. I'm still navigating it. But as a young guy, I was like, why? Like, like when you're young, you're like, yeah, war's dope. Like, you know, you love war movies. You're all about it. Like the action, all those different things. But then you put that in context with, the New Testament, and then like the story of like this God that that gave His Son for you because He loved you so much. And to me, the two didn't match up. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, That's real. yeah, That's it real. didn't match up. Like I understood this God that loved me so much that He sent His Son to die for me. But then I saw this God that also allowed a lot of things to happen, um, or told people to take certain areas by force. And I'm like, man, that's really tough for me to navigate. Uh, and I, now I know more about the context of what was happening in history what God was trying to do in those moments and what was happening with all of the people that were in those areas that God was trying to kind of push the Israelites into mm-hmm. as their promised land. I understand more about it now, but it's still something I just, I have questions about, man, and I'm still navigating as a student even today. Gotcha. Cindy, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I believe that like there's mystery in Christ, you know, there's mm-hmm. mystery in God. And I think it's beautiful that there's mystery that I will never get to know. Yeah. You know, there's stories that I will never get to know about the Bible. That's the one line I, I, I sometimes I forget. God, you just got that, that. You know, my ways are higher than your ways. You we know? are not in control. I'm like, oh, we are not in control. And and here's the thing. That's frustrating. Here's the thing. One of the hardest truths that I'm just like, you know, God dropped on me the other day was like, it all starts from the tree of good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to control what is good and what is evil. We want to take reins of our life. We become, you know, the idol. We start worshiping other idols that we create, which is ridiculous if you really think about it. God's like, really, you created something with your hands that has no life, has no value over me. I'm God and I'm holy. I am separate. I cannot lie to you. Yeah. And yet you chose this thing. (laughs) It's like an offense to me. Like you're slapping me in the face, you know, but it's just like, I will never be God. Nope. I will never be God. And I, in, in moments of my life, you know, in the, in the areas that I'm most disobedient in my life, it's because I don't trust God, mm-hmm. you know? And so these are, these are things that's like, it comes from the, the tree, you know, like choosing and control and not trusting and all these inter like conflicts. And so it all starts from there. You know, we're under this curse, right? We are, we are redeemed, we are saved, but we are still under this curse. We are still battling our flesh, correct? Yeah. And so these are just hard things that day to day, you know, that's why it's so important to get filled by the Holy Spirit every single day. It's important to be in communion and relationship with, uh, with the Lord every single day. That's why it's important to literally cling to the word, right? Because the word not only Absolutely. does it save you, but it keeps you as well. Ooh. So. Hey, y'all so come with it. So good. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, um, so like when you're, you know, you're watching your, your your shows. There's always like one episode that's like, yo, this episode is the best part. Or there are certain elements that I just find amazing in this. What are some of like the most amazing things that you kind of just picked up reading the word 
Um, Sydney, we'll start with you. Like, what are some of the things that when you read it, you were like, yo, this is awesome. Or it may be not so much, maybe it was a scripture, maybe it was a book, or maybe it was uh, something, a thought outside of the Bible, but the Bible kind of inspired that to you. Man, there's so much I could talk and just like touch on this. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Man, so right now, my small group, we have like a small like theology, like small group with what's happening with Jesus at that time, right? Um, the culture, um, just like, why is there conflict between these nations? Why do these nations matter? All of these things. It's amazing. If you do, if you do your due diligence, you start seeing Jesus in a different light and it just wrecks your world because the sacrifice that he did meant so much more when you actually start diving deeper and deeper into the word and just the culture of that time, right? So our culture is completely different to the culture that was Jesus, <laughs> completely different. Yeah. And Jesus was even countercultural to that culture. It's, it's, it's insane, it's mind-blowing. In his own time. In his own time, Yeah. right? And so like, you know, these Israelites have been waiting for Jesus for, 400 years, right? Right? He's been, there's been silence over the land. And so they were like, yeah, you know, this king's gonna come down, rain and fire. He's gonna burn these Romans. He's going to like destroy everything. And we're gonna be Peter. We're gonna be Gucci. You know, we're gonna be great. I like Gucci. Jesus comes. He's born in a manger. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's like, you know. Till he starts humble. flipping them tables. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, definitely. And he comes as such a humble servant. Yeah. The God, the creator of the universe in this baby. You know, this defenseless baby. Mm. I like it. Like, let that let that sit with you. Like, defenseless baby. And he came in that humility. Uh, anything could have happened at that moment. Anything. Wow. And, like, there's a lot of things between that and those section of the Bible that they don't talk about. You don't know what he's gone through. Yeah, like that that early period. That, that's the mystery. Like, what, and and what we're gonna have doing? to be okay with that, of course. What high school did you go to? What like, middle school did you go? Exactly. To? Like, <laughs> and then you know, for Does example, Jesus play basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think yeah? I mean, would, would Jesus have played basketball or football or soccer in modern like, day? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like his brothers would be super salty with him because he'd be using his powers. Soccer, probably. <laughs> He'd be bending it like Becca, man. Exactly. Like, cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never played with Jesus. <laughs> that divine spirit. That's awesome, though. I like yeah. the. I like how you're that that track you're on is that mystery. Yeah. And even though you know you can't figure out everything, you're still diving into the details of it. Exactly. And I love that because there are so many mysteries, and I think that part of it is what's frustrating to a lot of people because most people now and you said it and i think chad you said it a little bit is that control part yeah i have to know what is going to happen yeah otherwise i don't want any part of it there are people who've missed out on business deals life-changing events probably marriage probably amazing things because they couldn't see the end of what whatever door god had opened yeah like i don't know what's in the room i'm not walking in that that door you don't even have the lights on yeah and so people are like i, I don't i don't want it i don't yeah. want any part of that mystery but that's good i like that yeah. i've never really talked to anybody who's really just talked about that part so i i love that thank yeah. you uh chad what you think man what are some of the awesome moments in the word 
scriptures. So many. Scriptures. Yeah, so many, man. Uh, I, I, I think if we go back to kind of what started resonating with me when I started understanding the context of the Bible and how it was created, Luke, this physician, this very intelligent man at the time, um, very learned, very smart, could read, could write. That was uncommon then. Just top tier yeah. type person. And the fact that he is spending time to write down his accounts of what he experienced with Jesus to his wealthy friend that's essentially paying for him to write his story. And I talked about this in our message. Imagine you going on tour with Drake. Okay, you're gonna have some stories Oh, yeah. about the shenanigans that happen while you're on tour with Jay, with you're Drake. Right. My wife wouldn't like that. I'm not, no, she, but I'm just trying to give you like modern day context. I think. Now, if I was a man that was very curious um, about what happened in, in those times, and I had the money to pay for you to do that, I would be like, hey, I'm gonna pay you to sit down and record everything that happened while you were with Drake for them three years that you toured with him. I want all the, all the dirt, all the stories of everything that happened. And you being a super smart guy, you remember dates, you remember times, you remember what was happening at that moment, remember how Drake was feeling in those moments. You have all this information and you put that down in a recording and then I take that because I value it so much because I'm such a Drake fan. Then I, then I have all of this knowledge about this person I want to be more intimate with. And that's exactly what's happening in the book of Luke. That's exactly what's happening in the Gospels. This is a, these are people that want to know more about Jesus because he was famous for being seen after he was dead. Yeah. This man died on the cross in a public place, not in a, an extravagant way, on the side of the road. People walking past him with their donkeys going into town. This man died in a public setting. And then three days later, appeared to people, started appearing to people. Not just one person, not just two people, hundreds of people. With the holes in the hands. Hundreds of people. And it goes into Luke 1.1. 1, 1, and I just want to drop this in. It's, yeah, is it cool if I read some scripture stuff. on this, yeah, on this podcast? Ahead. If we don't, I will be <laughs> So, drop that thing. man, Luke 1.1. 1, 1, this is... This is Luke talking to his friend um, Theophilus. This is that rich guy he's telling his stories to. And right off jump, he says, many people have set out to write the accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. So what is he, what he's saying here is, there are many people that are trying to write down what they've experienced because it was so crazy, they don't wanna forget it. Now, you gotta think back in the day, the way that the Jews would remember stories, they would they would create songs or poems yeah. that were easy to remember. And those are the things that outlasted antiquity. Yeah. Those are the things that outlasted the generations because it's easier to remember a song than it is a book or a chapter or a verse. Yeah. So songs are easy. But what he's saying is there's so many people that saw this in their life was changed. Man, they're looking for ways to write this down. And so... That being the case, I am writing these accounts down to you with the most information I possibly have to his friend Theophilus. That for me, when I understood the context of what was happening in that story and why Luke was writing it, why he was he felt compelled to give every detail, even though he's getting paid to do it, I get it, bro. You're getting paid to write down your thoughts. Gotta make money somehow. That's cool, like Gotta I'm down. Do <laughs> yeah, I'm down, I'm down. But the fact that he was so 
intentional about the details. That's only because at that time in history, this man had just died on the cross and resurrected and appeared to hundreds of people in that time. So this was fresh, like very fresh, recent history of Jesus being seen by hundreds of people. That's me when I heard that, like, and I really understood what was happening historically in those moments, rocked my world. Ooh. I'm gonna throw one more at you. Let's go. This story, so everybody that's listening, 1 Kings 18, you gotta read this story. This is about the um, the prophet Elijah. And yo, this Elijah this story, was that dude though too. Bro, this story is so much fun for me to read. And I'll, there's a bunch of context that's happening here. Essentially, there's a lot of um, a lot, the king. There's a king, and there's there's corruption happening, and then there's um, uh, like false prophets that are trying to do certain things. Essentially, the context of the story is they're far away from the city, and Elijah is out there, and essentially things are getting really shady. I, I don't want to give you context for the entire story. I want you guys to read First Kings 18, but it's amazing. Um, and this is New Living Translation. But what happens is God gives Elijah this special power. And we're all about superhero movies right now, yes. right? Don't we're, get me started. We're all in it. Don't get me started. Right? But what I love, this is this is what I love. God has such a sense of humor, man. Yeah, he does. He has such a sense of humor. He's, Some of the stuff is sassy, funny man. when you read it. Sassy. It's yeah. downright funny. But this is First uh, Kings 18, 45 through 46. And here's what happens. It says, and soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. So Ahab is trying to dip out and get back to the city uh, before Elijah does, okay? And here, here's where it picks up. And it just, this is what I love. I heard this story, read the story probably eight years ago. I never, never forgot this moment in the story because I loved it so much. In verse 46, it says, Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt, which is, means the bottom part of his robe. He tucked it into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. We're not talking about blocks. We're talking about miles. We're talking about flash. God gave this dude flash, flash speed. In the work. With his flip-flops on, bro. We're going to have to do a super <laughs> superhero episode. Not even sneaks on. Just flip-flops. This dude outruns a chariot. The, the Flintstone. Just yeah, the, the, the legs like spinning. Like you can't even see the feet of the legs. It's just like <laughs> a round blur. Work feet. That's exactly what's happening here. How can you not read this and be like, God, first off, hilarious, but that's amazing that you just exercise your power to once again show the supernatural in the natural. Like it doesn't say anything after that about like uh, Ahab's like his reaction to what happened when Elijah outran him on the chariot. But I can only imagine that it blew his mind. And he's like to see him like ostrich right by him, like just darting right past him on the chariot makes no sense at all. But that's just a God moment where he just exercises his greatness, his supernatural and the natural. And I just, I love stories like that. And the Bible is chock full of those stories all throughout the Old and the New Testament. And I love it. And so like for me, some of the most amazing things that I, when I was reading the, the word and I had to go, I have to go back because I have to go read it and then listen to it. And when I'm listening, I really have to focus in. There was one part, I think Second Samuel, I'm reading and it's about, you know, David's coming into power. They're fighting all these wars. And so we all know David killed Goliath, right? Yeah. One of the most amazing parts to me, and I shared this with some of my students um, not too long ago, was that someone else killed a giant. And it was just, I had 
like 20 years as a Christian. And I'm like, I'm just seeing this. Wait, hold up. Where have I been? Someone else killed a giant. And it was crazy because like we preach David killed Goliath and we use that in so many different ways. And I love that story and it's great and it's magical and it's wonderful. It's such a heroic moment. But you got normal dudes out there killing giants in the name of God. And it's like, what? What? This guy was just, I mean, he was a great warrior. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like they did some great book about him. Like, there's no book after this dude. It's yeah. because it wasn't about that guy's strength or his abilities. It was God using him and God's Doing amazing power to do. working through exactly. him. Absolutely. And so I read that and it gave me way more encouragement reading that part than reading about David because I am the normal guy. Yeah. I'm not the leader. I'm not in charge. You know, I don't have a book of the Bible named after Andre. Right. That'd be kind of dope. But I'm just saying. <laughs> There's no book like that. Turn well, to first Dre. That'd be a dark book. Kind of <laughs> <a little> rough. <laughs> There's my 20 somethings were a little Listen, rough. Man. But I was like, there's a there's these people out here just doing who are normals, like the, us reading the word, doing amazing stuff. And I'm like, yo, God, you gonna do something like that with me? He's like, you gotta get ready. Man. I'm getting ready. And then also, I think. Both of you guys touched up on this, but something I love about the, the word when reading it is what's in plain sight. Because I know if I was writing the Bible, I would be like, I'm taking this out. I'm taking this out. Because yeah. ain't nobody trying to read all this. But yo, the Bible leaves everything in. Mm-hmm. So for all these people who are saying the Bible ain't real, the Bible ain't legit, read the word. Like the first season, the Old Testament, don't leave nothing out. I feel like there's a lot of cherry pickers out there too. Exactly. There's a lot. Oh, of we people. come into that. Ooh. Oh, are we going into. We that? go into that. Yeah, I'm gonna park yeah, right yeah. there after that. Oh yeah. But <laughs> how much time you got, bro? <laughs> Yo, we we only thirty in. We only. 30 in. <laughs> I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. The reason why I got church hurt is because a lot of, you know. In flesh. Say what you gotta say, Sandy. Man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say with my chest. Say I'm gonna say with my chest. All right. No, seriously, a lot of the reasons why I got church hurt is because sometimes we go in front of a public setting where they give us, you know, the place in to start speaking about the word in our flesh. Mm -hmm. In our flesh, not in our spirit whatsoever. And with our own kind of mindset, we are not God. Yeah. We do not know his thoughts. We cannot point at people and like judge and cherry pick like certain verses. And it means a whole different thing. You know, you have to read the whole entire chapter and not just take a verse out of context. Hey, bud, I'm sorry, but that was for like back in the day when they were like fighting that one king. You know, yeah. it ain't about us talking about like the certain thing. And I know there's there's this, you know, they say they call it the living word. And I know I've seen it where it kind of when I read this one scripture and then I go back to it, there's just something different about it. It just hits different. Mm -hmm. But like even the stuff that's so weird and random, like, oh, this bush was on fire and it talked to you, sir. Really? Well, what did it say? Like in most people's minds, they're reading it like, well, that's weird. That's different. I don't believe it. But he didn't say, I'm not going to put it in because no one's not going to believe it. I'm going to put it in because that's what happened. I love that. Yeah. Like you read the word and like everyone's downfall, like the book of Job. Oh my God. Job, job. I don't know. There's a J-O-B. 
Like I just got done with that book, listening to it. I had to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And because I think me listening, because I'm like one of those people, I have to hear things and then read it and then put my hands on it. But you're like, you're painting a mental picture as you're hearing it. Yes. And so when the Bible Project dudes were explaining it and then I'm hearing it, like that book, that's a tough book. Yeah, it is. Because they're like, yo, and I have to go back so I can prayer phase it the right way. But like devil's like, bet you ain't got somebody who's solid. Jesus like, God's like, yes, I do. Oh, uh, who you got? Man, my man Job right here. Okay, let's let's see what happens. And he's going like lost family, you know, everything. everything. Yeah. everything. Lost everything. everything. And he's still like, and then, then it's not only bad enough that he lost everything, but then his his people's come over. His friends, man. That's like your house blow up and then people come over, man. What you do? Yeah. You leave the gas on, you dirty, you like you wrong. What what did you commit? And he's like, I didn't do nothing. It just blew up. And it's like, that's his story. And people are coming over, like telling him you did all this wrong. And he's still riding for God. And then God takes him on this magical journey to explain things and say, hey, well, they were wrong about this and you were wrong about this. But let me tell you how these things are. Let me show you some things. Let me show you this creature. Let me show you this. Let me show you some of this. And it's like, that's a episode of something. Yeah. And he left it in the book. And I'm like, I'm reading this story like, oh, you put all that in here. Yeah. yeah. And that's for me, some of the most amazing things like that. You actually put all like everything that's everything people hate about the Bible is in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like people found text outside of the no, word yeah, god left the ammunition and the realness in there right he in did. there mm-hmm. no there was no secret tapes there was no secret letters hey let me tell y'all what's really in the word no you don't don't worry about it I, i'll take care of it. i'll tell everybody myself right love that apart yeah. but he left job's friends as an interpretation for their own selves to what oh yeah god says this oh god did blah 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 we can is. be job's friends at times when we are speaking out of our flesh right friend. That's, that's, that's the cherry real. picking. Yeah. That's that's the that's the self. That's the the self wanting to take over control, right? Absolutely. In yes. Revelations twenty two, I'm gonna read this text real quick. Let's do it. Revelations twenty two, um, eighteen and nineteen. It says, "I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, mm. God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. I'm going to be 100% honest, all right? Everything that is here in the side of this gospel is enough. Is enough. Is enough. It is complete. Nothing needs to be added. Nothing needs to be taken away from this book. Mm. Every single bit of realness, every single bit is raw. It is the beauty of Christ. It is literally life, like breathed into this book. Life is just breathing into me. All right, go ahead, preach. Cindy, let's go. All right, so this is the part um, where I want us to just be 100% real and gangster about it. Um, So I'm going to just throw the question out, and then we can just dialogue about it. So how should we view the word, and what is the best attitude or posture that we need to come into it? And so I'll kind of like kick it off a little bit, you know, when I've seen like a lot of TikTok videos people will send me you know my man Caleb shout out to Caleb um that he like he sent me some stuff and he's like man check this out it's a TikTok video this dude you know he's from another lifestyle and he's like picking apart the Bible but I'm like in my mind I know that like 
you probably weren't in the right spirit or the yeah. right mind frame to be even reading the Bible to understand what it's even saying. So I know Cindy had got about to get into that, but uh, young adult, Pastor Chad. Pastor. <laughs> named Church Folk Weekly's Stop. most handsome Stop. ball pastor <laughs> in Atlanta. Shiniest head in Atlanta right here. Shiniest head. Yeah. But uh, so like for you, my man, yeah. like, you you are raising up some young adults to go into the world and we all know what the world's like right now mm -hmm. there's this viewpoint that viewpoint and it's almost kind of like the whole world is kind of just divided in either you're a believer or you're not and i know there's those other variables but if we got some young adults listening or some high school students middle school students listening to this right now this is for who it's for what would you say is if you're telling them to read the bible and we'll talk about kind of where to start but yeah. like what is that mind frame they need to be in that that posture and explain the posture because you know we talk about different postures absolutely in the, in the church kind of realm so yeah. explain that a little bit yeah man i think if i'm thinking about how i present the gospel to people and how i want to help them understand it every time i talk about the gospel i'm trying to paint a, a picture there's a tapestry that's being built right there. So anytime I jump into a story, this goes back to just the conversation we just had with Cindy. I want to give context to what's happening right there in those moments of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about just the one scripture because the one scripture is great, mm. awesome. But if you have context of what's happening in that story to understand why the scripture is even spoken to you or me, that helps you digest it and understand it and appreciate it a lot more. So. There's a million ways that I could kind of explain this, but if I can go down just the simplest term, first off, I'm not trying to make believers of Jesus. Like it's not my job. Yeah. Say that again one more time. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not any of our job to make believers of Jesus. We're, we're just supposed to be obedient with the moments that God gives us with people. Yes. And what I feel like my moments are, the little small moments that God gives me, I'm trying to make disciples, man. I want, I want people to, to see what I do, not because I'm special, but the way I handle myself and the passion that I have for God and people seeing the true God of the Bible and have that relationship with him, I want them to see that in me and want to duplicate that and replicate that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about you believing in it because the Holy Spirit will do his thing. God will draw up in you that moment where he says, do you understand me? Do you know me? Do you want to know me? Do you want to have a relationship with me? Yeah. No, that's not my job, man. My job is just to, when I have moments with people, just to inspire them to want to do more. Not because of me. Like I said, it's never about me. Yeah. I should be a reflection of God. They should be seeing God through me, but it's not about me, Chad, the person, yeah. or a pastor or a title or anything else. It can be anybody on the street, gas station, quick trip, whatever you want to do. I want them to see God through me, and I want God to be able to trust me in those moments, to be obedient and help God, help people see God in those moments. So I, I know I got off on a tangent right there, but let me get back to the word itself. When I'm talking about the word, when I'm trying to paint pictures about what's happening in the Bible, those moments, I want people to be open to what God's trying to tell them in those moments, mm -hmm. because God's speaking in those scriptures every time it's read. Yeah. Those are seeds constantly being planted in those moments, not me. God's planting those seeds. He's doing the work. I'm just being obedient. I'm just trying to be the conduit half the time. Just not foul it up. I'm just like, Chad, just don't <laughs> say something stupid right now. Just don't just, mess it up. Just bring the truth in these moments and let you. God's 
words shine in those moments. And then whatever happens, happens. I think it's real easy for us as um, believers. That's the easiest term, right? I think it's it's hard for us as believers to not feel the weight of, oh, well, I'm a believer or I'm a disciple or a lot of people don't even understand what disciple is, but I'm a believer and I'm trying to help other people become believers. Um, and we put that pressure on ourselves that like it's up to us to bring them into this union with God. And if we don't do it, it won't be done. And I just, I don't, I don't find that in the scripture, man. I just don't see it in there. I see moments where God wants us to walk in obedience and, and step out there and do something that might be a little scary for us. But I don't see him saying, it's up to you to make sure that these people come to me. Yeah. So I'm always trying to point people to God in those moments the best I can and just direct them and direct the story and help it resonate with them. Um, but beyond that, I'm trying not to put any pressure on myself to be like, I got to save this many people because it's all about how many people I save. Yeah. Like my treasures in heaven are based on these. Like, that's I feel like that's like a rat race that you get caught up in. And it's a lot of pressure on people. And I think God's just looking for people that want to be close and intimate with him in relationship and be obedient when he says to do something, man. I love that. That's good. Oh, <laughs> this loaded pistol right here. <laughs> She's ready to go. So I know you have a lot, Miss Cindy. I'm all over the place. I know right you now. got a lot. I was let me let me let me start off at this part. Yeah. And then I want you just to go in, into your thing. So you're you're in the young adult world, and I know pe some people are, look up to you, and you know you look up to other people. And then I know you said you're kind of dissecting the the word from a theolo theological. Did I say that word right? No, I didn't. Theological. Theological. There we go. What did I say? You, you said it. You just did I add an extra? You o? just didn't like hit hit the pronunciation in the right spot. <laughs> I don't. It's all good. It's I late. Read anyway. <laughs> so I know you're looking at it from that standpoint, but um, would you say coming into the word should people be reading it as a story, um, or should they kind of like how does that transition from like should am I reading it as a one big story or am I reading you know certain parts you know or am I just am I looking for should they be looking for something? in the word or yeah. like how should they be entering like what's in their what i guess kind of what should be in their mind space like when entering into the word wow that's good um so their mind space should be like okay so wow it's the 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 bible itself is very complex very beautiful right and so i believe that the image that i got right now as you were speaking as well is that i got the image of a body right mm. the body has multiple working parts within it but it's whole yeah it's one whole but it's amazing you know there's veins there's arteries there's cells there's white blood cells every single piece has life and every single piece works for the kingdom of christ and i believe every single story inside of this gospel should not be dismissed whatsoever there's parts of the bible where you're just like why does jesus say that like three times yeah. why does you know this and this why does he refer to you know the wheat like this why does he you know he spoke in layman's like in very small like layman's terms to the farmers at that time because that's the lingo that they understood yeah but today and day of course here in america we don't understand that so we have to dig a little bit deeper to go you know into that and be like all right so why did jesus say he who has ears to hear hear me mm -hmm. oh it's because at that time those hearts were pretty hardened 
Mm. At that time, they weren't opening their hearts to what Jesus had to say. And so I just feel like every single place that you dive into, the Lord wants you there at that moment for that story, for that for that small cell that's going to grow into a vein, that's going to grow into an artery, that's going to grow into a lung, into a heart, into everything and just wrap it around into like you, you're starting to get the whole body. Yeah. Right? It's and like a whole entire journey of just like knowing this whole body. I like that. So one thing you said before and that I didn't even know that you said you, you experienced some church hurt and we're actually going to do an episode about that. Um, we're really going to dive into that because I think that's something we just don't ever talk about yeah. and we really should and, and things like that. But um, and I know you specifically pointed out where people just pulled out scripture and I've seen that on both ends where, you know, someone who's a believer pulls it out to kind of condemn someone else mm. and then people who are not full believers pull it out to kind of condemn christians like for one instance is like the whole tattoo thing and they're mm. like oh they said don't mark your body but if you you know you open that scripture up and you read the top and the bottom there's a reason why he said that and it doesn't specifically say you know like you know if you're doing it for this reason then don't do it but that's the reason i said this so I know you kind of around yeah. it. So what would you say to someone who's right now experiencing that? And I mean, we're talking about people in, who have kind of switched over to different lifestyles because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say to those people who are just, you know, catching this by the ear side? Like, I know you're hurt. You know, what would you just kind of say to them? And how would you kind of like guide them back to the word? Yeah, for sure. Um, the first question I would ask them is who hurt you? Oh, because it's not Jesus. Mm. It was not Jesus. Name that person. Wow. Because it wasn't Christ. Because okay. Christ's heart is not for condemnation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have that heart. He has a heart of love. He has a heart of truth. And without love, there is no truth. That was straight to the point. I mean, that's that's kind of what the Lord told me. Because I was like, yeah, them church people. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, they hypocrites. Yeah. And God's like, who hurt you? It wasn't me. And so when you when you pull that out and you're unraveling that, are you what are you doing with that name? What are you doing with that name? With that name, I'm like, okay, okay, God, you know, Sally, Sally heard me, all right? She, well, she, she. Sally, <laughs> get ready. Let me catch you outside of Aldi, Sally. All right, God. So Sally is the one that hurt me. Oh, okay, cool. So like, what what what, what you gonna do with that, right? Mm. And so I had to sit in that and be like, all right, God, if the person, if, if I keep Sally on this hook, I think I have her, but mm. it's really me. It's really me. I'm just filling myself with this like toxic poison of just like, because that one small comment or those comments started hurting me and then started like, it's kind of like, you know, when you start getting callous, mm. it's that, that process. You start callousing up until skin. you start getting so hardened that you can't listen to nothing anymore. That's the danger part. That's, That's the, the danger you're, part. You're, you're sinking at that point. Exactly. You're sinking. So you have to watch yourself. If there's bitterness, if you see someone talking and you see them in the lens of offense, you have to watch yourself there, especially if it's like someone within the church realm as well. Um, definitely just watch your heart, man. So on that same topic, when they give you this scripture... How can you help a student or, you know, young adult when they're given that scripture and they're hit over the head with that scripture? What should they do with that scripture? Like, like, is there a process to kind of like, 
I know there's something in this scripture, yeah. but what should I do with this scripture? How can you take that scripture back to the word and kind of unpackage it so that it makes sense as to maybe why they said it? Um, maybe they didn't say it in the right way or present it in the right way, but For sure. is there something there? Like how, what should they do with that scripture? So, I mean, I used to get bombarded by a bunch of stuff, you know, um, I used to came, uh, I used to come from a very Pentecostal church, oh like all skirts, no makeup, no it's earrings. Strict, strict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to come, you like know, you grounded when you go in, basically, basically. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a lot of willpower in that church, you know, and so there was a lot of scripture torn, uh, you know, tossed towards women. You know, mm. women have to submit toward this authority, blah, blah, blah. And today and day, if someone throws something at me and they're like, hey, and I'm just like, all right, if I personally don't know the answer, I'm be like, all right, cool. I don't have the answer to that. And it's OK to say that it's wow. OK to go up to anyone, a leader, a pastor or someone and just be like, I don't have the answers, but give me a minute. Let me research that. Let me check that in my spirit. Let me sit in that. Let me chew on that. Let me pray into it. And let me ask leaders that I actually trust. Can I can can we can we can I can I dive into something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chad. Can is it can I go keep going? That's good. So you hit on something that I would love to do a show on, and it's that women's role in the Bible. Yes. And I've read through a lot to where I can see why there's this separation and women might be hardened to the word. Very bitter. But you seem yeah. very open to it. Like, God, give me what you got. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to formulate my words. What is the thing that, you know, even as a woman reading the word or a young lady reading the word, what can they, how can they enter into the word and not feel like, let me just say like there's a second hand citizen or something like that. Cause you seem, you seem very powerful in the word. So I love that because, you know, I think for a while, you know, the church didn't let women do a lot of things. It was always like the secretary. Well, now things have really changed yeah. where you got strong leadership from women. And yes. I think that's amazing. And I think that's awesome. Um, so where do you where do you kind of find that in the word for yourself? Man, Jesus himself. The first person he really revealed himself was to a woman in the well. Well. Was from a woman to a well. That's the first person. That was a Sumerian. All right, so let me let me paint the picture for you. A Sumerian is a woman that is not just not a Jew and just a whole she's a mutt, basically. Mm. She is uncultured to the Jews, untouchable. Um, she could be kind of promiscuous. You and know, this one was. This one was yeah. promiscuous. A Sumerian, a woman, women had no authority, women had no say. You do not in that time, you do not take a woman's word for anything as an account whatsoever. And you find her in the hottest part in this well. And Jesus goes up to her and says, what's up? And this happened several times. Several times. Like, it happened there. It happened in the genealogy of Matthew. There was mm -hmm. women inside of that genealogy, which was amazing to me that Matthew was like, this is your king. And he comes from a prostitute. Mm. And he comes from a woman that could have had a one night stand from a different type of, you know, person. Like there was women in here that was not known for some good things. Wow. Rahab. Rahab. There we go. Rahab. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Ali, you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Jesus loves women. You know, when, when he first like resurrected. That was the first. There's some women there. Yeah. Right. And, and if then, I'm not mistaken. When I, because well, I watched The Chosen and I didn't realize this, I didn't really put it together. 
Mary Magdalene was like the first that he picked up. Exactly. Like it wasn't, you know, Peter or Paul, you know, the rest of these guys. It was her. And then he was like, okay, you're good. Let me heal you. Okay, just wait for me. Let me get the rest of these knuckleheads. Exactly. (laughs) And we're going to get this crazy train started. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Another person that encouraged women was Paul. Very hard. Like, it's basically in the church of uh, Philippians, in the church of Eudonia, Eudia, Eudia, there we go. Mm. In the church of Eudia, there was two women that were working really hard, and they were the head honchos of this church. That's right. And he was speaking to them. And he's like, be cheerful, joyous, celebrate, and tell them that they're doing such a great job and let the gentleness be shown in every relationship. Like he was just talking great things. He's like, yeah, heck yeah, let's get this. You, I see you, I see you two ladies out there in this church creating these revivals. Yeah, let's go. You know, and if you look at the history of the ancient religion of the Jews, if you look at, that's an, I mean, that's an ancient religion, the Jewish religion. And there weren't there weren't many back in the day, but the Babylonians had an ancient religion and history. The Egyptians had the same. But if you look at all of those ancient beliefs, Judaism, the the belief in this Yahweh, it was the only ancient religion that put any value on women and children. Yeah, really. No other ancient religion gave any value to women and children at all. And God, in the very beginning, said, "I made man and woman in my image." That gives them intrinsic value. That gives the woman intrinsic value that like she was made in the footing. image of God. Absolutely. And it ele- elevates that woman to a, a place that was not elevated by any other ancient society in the history of the world. Ladies, listen up. This for you. Yeah. God started with that. God started with valuing women. And I think if we're talking to a culture of women in the world today that um, are fighting to see their value. Yeah. Yeah. They're fighting to see their value in the political world, in the business world. I'm talking about an, a God from the beginning of time that has shown his value that he's placed on women since the very beginning. And it's it breaks nowhere, my heart because it, it always revolves or, or it always sums down to the one thing is like, what do I look like? Mm-hmm. And like, how can I use what I look like to get what I want when there's so much more to you? There's so much more value. There's some spiritual gifting and anointing, so much more. Absolutely. And it's like the 10, 20% that find that, you see them do exceedingly well. And then there's just like this whole other just group that just like, well, yes, I just get an OnlyFans page or something like that. But yeah. that's, but that's yeah. everybody, man. That's men, yeah. that's women, that's teenagers, young adults. And, and everyone's that's a, looking. That six degree of separation between mm-hmm. what they feel and what we feel, they're, I, the issues with women and how they see themselves, we feel that too. If a man is really honest and opens and humbles himself to the issues and things going in my mind, it may not be exactly the same, like my details, yeah. but it's like essentially the same struggle. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to put any words into a lady's mouth. And I understand Cindy has the best perspective on this out of us two knuckleheads and a woman in the room right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, absolutely. You're so, right. But what I can tell you this is the number one struggle in the world today when it comes to faith and belief in a higher being is identity. Yeah. It's all based on identity. We're all searching for who we are. Okay. And, and when we find out that we're made in the image of a, of a creator, of the ultimate God, the creator of the universe, and that we are sons and daughters of his, 
man, that changes your perspective on things. Your identity shifts. You get clarity about who you are and who you were meant to be and created to be since the foundations of the universe. If you walk up to somebody right now on the street and they're addicted to drugs, they're, they're searching. And yeah. we're all searching for purpose, meaning, all those different things. But if you, if you could get them to understand that God, since the foundations of the earth, God had a unique plan and purpose for that person, and he's called a specific work for them for now, if you could get them to understand that, their life would be changed forever. Completely. Okay. And that's everyone. I started with the man on the street because that's just the easiest for us to understand. But if the young adult or the teenage male that spends eight hours a day on Xbox if he could understand his intrinsic value mm -hmm. and that he's on the earth for a specific plan and purpose and reason at this time, he'd stop wasting his time. Yeah. He'd stop wasting his time trying to search for meaning or community or whatever through this Xbox. I'm not hating on Xbox because I love Xbox. Right. <laughs> I love it. I get my time every now and then. PlayStation. Yeah, every, every now and then I get my time on online. But I'm just saying, like, we're all searching. And if we understood our identity as sons and daughters of God, Man, that changes our perspective on how we approach everything in life. Yeah. And, and and for me, that's what I'm looking for in the word when I'm studying now is because I'm starting to unravel more of who I am. I know what I am and who I am through Christ. My struggle is getting other people to see that. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And when people don't see that for me and and I'm like, do you not know? Like, I'm not trying like to be the leader. I always tell people, and this is the weirdest way I put it. I'm like, I'm a weapon. I need you to to use me as a weapon mm. like load it up let's go because yeah. that's who i am and yeah. so people are like you know when they pass over me for something and like god's like yo in this time yeah and i have to like humble myself and that's the hard part because i'm prideful i'm gonna tell you right now yeah. first step is recognizing like, it i know it really is <laughs> but to, okay. to kind of like piggyback on what chad says i mean shout out to pastor chip judd that he came up to our staff meeting and so <laughs> Man, that was awesome. He's like a counselor. If you guys just want to follow him on Facebook, he every single Wednesday he gets on and gives some amazing on the insight live. on yeah. the live, like yeah. on the rip. Yeah. This pastor is so insightful. And so, you know, piggybacking off to what Chip, um, Chai was saying, Chip was saying that like our culture today is the do, have, and then you'll be. Mm. I got to do these things. I got to have these things. I got to, if I travel more, you know, I'll be happy. You hear that pattern? If I if I just like get a better job, I'll be happy. It's like you never reach the um, achievement level, mm -hmm. letter of like happiness. But in Christ, you be to do than have. Backwards. Backwards. Completely countercultural, yeah. right? To what Christ says. You yeah. you are the son of God. You are the daughter of Christ, right? And because you are in this in this oasis of rest in him and who he is therefore it reflects off of you then you do right that, that's mm -hmm. that that's the fruits that start like coming out right and then you you have out of that you know wow you start you start having all these things mm. i like that i really do so before we enter into the closing and get to these a couple scriptures and some actionables what would you guys say top of the dome what would you guys say is or could you, you know, recommend to someone some pitfalls that people may encounter while entering in the word like be careful that you don't do this or don't get too consumed by this to not continue 
Yeah, don't flip through the Bible and then randomly point your finger on a page and think God's going to give you insight on what's going on. <laughs> in <the story. laughs> It's like, like it's like I'm gonna plan a trip. Where are you gonna go? Bro, Spin that, the globe and like that where roulette, my finger lands. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I like that. That Russian roulette though. Bible Bible reading is Cause not because like, it's the like move. okay, God, if you're real, I'm gonna flip through here and you're gonna give me the you know magic. Now don't get equation. me wrong, maybe it's happened. He's no God is gracious. I'm sure he's done it. <laughs> yeah, he has tons of grace for us because he knows. But for for people just entering in. You probably wouldn't recommend that. No. Absolutely not. Okay. No. You jump okay. into the Gospels, man. Jump into John. A lot of pastors will tell you, read John, but the Gospels will get you started. For me, though, even the guys that I'm trying to kind of mentor and talk to on a regular basis, I'm always telling them, man, before you open the Bible, prepare your heart. Yeah. Like, That's take a moment and like pray and ask God, God, give me insight into your mm-hmm. word today. And help something to stand out. And that's why I'm such a proponent of SOAP or mm-hmm. Promise Principles. There's a that's lot of right. kind of names around the same concept. But what you're doing in that moment is saying, God, prepare my heart for what you're about to speak to me. Because you're, I'm, in this moment, I'm saying, God, your word is living and eternal. So I'm acknowledging that this word's living. And that when I open it, you're going to speak to me through it. Because it is living words, not just printed words on a piece of paper. I like that. And when you prepare your heart for that, God will minister to you in that scripture. Something will stand out to you. As little as you or more, as little or as much as you read in that moment, yeah. something will stick out and it will resonate with you. And then journal about it, man. That's what yeah. soap is so good yeah. with. You 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 read this scripture, then you observe. What what did you observe in that man? S scripture. O observe. So what did you observe in that? Like what stuck out to you, mm. right? And then A. How can you apply that to your life? So if you're reading something and it talks about um, keeping the Sabbath. Yeah. All right. Well, man, I've observed that stuck out to me the Sabbath. I'm not good at resting on the weekend. That's when I get with all my boys. We're chopping it up. I'm out late and then I'm raggedy for Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I'm observing that I can apply that to my life and I'm going to apply it by actually keeping a Sabbath. I'm not talking about a specific day. I'm talking about a mindset like mm-hmm. Chip Judd said, yeah. keeping a day where I'm not going to do anything um, and actually rest, get the rest I need that day. Okay. Well, I've just applied that to my life and then I pray about it. God, this is what I heard in the scripture. This is what resonated with me. Help me to apply it in my life. Yeah. And man, that's activation. Like that's a whole nother level of reading the Bible than just flip into a page and point that and start reading. I think that's probably one of the most powerful things is when the word actually becomes life and is activated. Yeah. You know, we're in such a, you know, active, where's the Wi-Fi? Where's this, you know, turn this on, connect this plug this in everything is wired mm-hmm. and so we're i think we're almost wired to the point where we need things to be activated but there's a process to get to that point absolutely like the program ain't gonna work if it's not installed like it has to be activated you know if you don't have the subscription it's not activated so you have to get to that point love that uh Cindy. yeah uh, first think? off i'd like to say that um we have to be careful of motivational speakers today and day because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that look cool. There's a lot of them that are like, oh, it looks cool to be a pastor. Oh, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, right? And um, if it does not point back to Christ, it's just a good TED Talk, mm. right? It. I, I literally say this to my girls in my small group all the time because I tell them, I was like, look, <laughs> I'm not coming at any pastor in specific, y'all. <laughs> No, it's just. I promise. It's the way you said it, though. It's just a TED talk. It really is. Oh, and I am serious about this because this is a word that comes from God. It's nothing mm. to play with. It doesn't come from a man. It There's doesn't come nothing from nothing to play with. It's not. 
Mm-hmm. And when, as Chad was saying, I do the same exact thing. I sit in reverence. You're sitting before the God of the universe. You're about to spend some time with him. All right? You're about to so go in. will I. And, and here's the thing. If you have to go into a closet and close yourself and don't come out of that, do it. Mm-hmm. Literally. I, I want to say be very intentional with your time with the Lord. Okay. Because from there depends so many other things. If you miss a day, go back to it the next day. So it's not the best, like, you know, if you're in a crowded space or if you're in a rush, don't jump in the word. I mean, if you operate that way. I mean, I know some people operate very differently. We're okay. all very different and it's okay. I mean, sometimes I'm not so even as lie. long as that focus is there. The though. focus, gotcha. exactly. Focus, the connection. Your heart has to touch the heart of the Lord. Mm. Right. And so if you're sitting in a coffee shop, it's kind of like a little noisy, but you're focusing, you're zoning into what the Lord's saying. I mean, hey, God uses any kind of space, but be intentional. Don't just sit in the coffee shop and start getting distracted. I mean, we get super distracted a lot. That's why it's called pay attention. It's Mm. it's a value. Right. And the Lord wants that value. Y'all hear that activation and intention. It is very intentional Words to just of the day. dive deep into what the Lord is saying. And um, I usually do the same thing. I sit, reverence, okay, I am not touching my phone mm. until I'm done. And I want to say that a physical Bible is beautiful, y'all. I mean, there's no, don't get me wrong. I like my Bible app. You know, if I'm on the run, mm-hmm. I don't have my Bible. I like it. But a physical Bible where you can write, where you can highlight. I mean, you guys are not going to be like a black sheep if y'all write on your Bible. I'm just going to let y'all know. Oh, yeah. My, my dad's Bible is like, there's like a second Bible in his Bible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is yeah. crazy. Like I look through every everything. Draw. It's like a treasure map of information yeah. and experience and just the, the gut. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just want to say that like you sit in that and the Bible's not about you first. Oh, all right. <laughs> so when you observe, it's about Christ. It's about God. It's about his heart. All right. Sit in that and then apply it to your life. Don't jump to the application part. We are in a culture where everything's about us. Mm-hmm. Everything's about, oh, me. Oh, I can relate to that. Oh, I can this. No. What is what is God saying? Like, sit down. He's not going to compete over your voice. Mm-hmm. He's not that type of God. All right? He's not going to compete for your attention. You have to be intentional with that attention and focus and zero in into what he is saying. Wow. And then journaling. Of course, if you have to journal, if you have to, like, jot something down, if it's something, like, on your notes, whatever it is, just create a system that, like, works best for you. Not as a checklist either. Please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Don't check it out. I did that for a period of season. I was Checking off books that you had yeah, read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Bible app. Oh. You know, when you're doing the the, the read the Bible, man, that was a checkbox for me. I, I got to read it because if not, I'm going to be 100 days behind, <laughs> this and that, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I got a couple of days. No, no, no. It's take your time. Be intentional. Sit in that. Chew on it. Like, seriously, this is crucial to life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we're going to jump into some scripture. I'm going I'm to just start off. Um, I know everybody's probably heard this one before, but there was something super cool that I found in the study part of my Bible on the scripture. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And then it kind of just explains this 
um, at the bottom of my study Bible, it says the primary reference is to the Old Testament, since some of the New Testament books had not even been written at this time. Um, the New Testament or material ultimately included in the New Testament were already considered equal in authority to the Old Testament scriptures. God breathed. Paul affirms God's active, active involvement in the writing of scripture in an involvement so powerful and pervasive that what is written is the infallible and authoritative word of God. And I think just to your point, Cindy, why reading in here in the actual book is so important, especially if you get your hands on a study Bible, that's going to make clear like that made me see this verse in such a different way. Like I understood it when I read it, but far past that, like there's no question when you know because people always like to mock that part of the of scripture yeah oh god breathed this this was inspired by god did he tell <laughs> you no yeah he did homie sit down like yeah. he for real told this guy hey grab a pen grab a grab a pencil whatever writing chisel i don't care you need to write this down like he was involved his just his aura his presence his everything the holy spirit all of it was like, hey, I'm gonna be this book. Yeah. I am this book. We see a lot of authors and like they are known like JK Rowling, you are Harry Potter. God is this book. Yeah. Like there isn't like, oh, well, they could have changed something. They could have reworded it. They didn't translate it. No, that's God. Like don't play. Like that's God. And that's, that's what good. I, when I read that, I was like, don't play. Like this is God. Mock if you want to, but you're going to see the bad side of that. Like, yeah. this is the word. Yeah, I love that. And what they're really pointing out in that that um, kind of reference area that you were reading there, I love that. What they're pointing out to is a lot of people in that time period looked at the Torah as this ancient mm-hmm. God-inspired scripture, but they didn't necessarily look at the writings, these more modern writings that these apostles were writing mm-hmm. as the same importance but what God is saying and, re- and re-edifying in that area, in that time of history, he's saying, these are sacred scriptures. This letter that was written from uh, Luke to his friend Theophilus, this is sacred because it inhabits the story of the Son of God, which is it, it, the Godhead, the Trinity. It encases his story and his life in it. And it's God breathed just as much as Moses writing the first five books, right? So, I mean, all these things, it makes sense when you look at it in context, but man, it's so important to understand, like, we need to understand the importance of the New Testament as well as the Old Testament. A lot of people look at the Old Testament and say, that's God inspired. But the New Testament, eh, I don't know. Yeah, but God and that caused such a riff absolutely. between people. Yeah. Like, People are still arguing that today, like, well, that's not important. This is more important. Like, no, this is all like, bring it all in. Yeah. Bring it all in. Yeah. Um, what would you, do you have any verses? Did you want to share, Cindy? Uh, no, I was listening to the chat the whole time. <laughs> I, got, I got one based off right. of that though. Right down, right down the street from 2 Timothy 3. Um, I want to read this and this goes back to what Cindy was saying. So I'm, I'm going to throw up a softball for you here, Cindy. This is 2 Timothy 4, 3. 
Um, and this is Timothy speaking to the church, and he's saying, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Mm. We've heard of this scripture referenced a lot, probably in the past or the recent past. What I don't want to see in, in the young adult generation, because this is the platform God's given me, this is the burden on my heart right now, is I don't want to see young adults take... Um, clips of messages from 18 different pastors or mm. watching a YouTube message from a church um, three states away, I don't want them to replace church with that. Yeah, That's not what that's for. Yeah. That's not what that's for. It's great to hear those messages and get inspired by them. But the local church and the local community is where you should be. You should be plugged in and serving and supporting and loving on people and a part of a community. You got to, yeah. you got to. What would you say? And we're going to, I'm definitely going to get into this because there's a, there's a lot of people out there like, well, I stream from home or mm. COVID is scary. And there's, and I'm you know, I'm not disrespecting anybody who's yeah. worried about COVID um, because that's respectable. But what would you say to those people who are outside of like the whole pandemic situation, making excuses not to come to church? Because there's a lot. You know, it's too clickish. It's this. It's that. First off, I understand all that, and I'm not going to condemn anybody. Mm. All I'm saying is, I know the benefits from out, being outside of community, and I know the benefits of being in community. And I've had seasons in my life where, if I didn't have that community, my life would have been destroyed. Mm. I mean, walking through difficult seasons of losing family members, losing friends, and having to navigate that alone, or navigate that through a chat online with my online community. No, man, I needed people that could hold me when I was sobbing about the loss of the people that I love the most. Yeah. And I think there is a substantial difference in a legitimate community that you're bought into. And I'm not saying you can't do that online. I, I, I think there's a way to do a portion of that online for sure. And I definitely understand that in this day and age now, when we're talking about this COVID season and how you know there's a, a general fear and understanding of getting sick because you're around other people. I understand all of those. But I don't think it gives you an excuse to not be in community at all or to be a digital churchgoer. I just don't see it, man. And you can do, you can watch messages online on the weekend. Absolutely. And our church, the church we go to, the church I'm on staff at, we stream our, our messages yeah. live every single weekend. And I know there's a ton of people, more people outside the doors that watch it than people that come into the building. I get all that. But also we have a bigger platform than most churches do and there's an online pastor that's engaging you, you're getting prayer live in those moments, and there's a different type of community engagement that you get with that. That's not the norm. That's not the norm out there. There are a lot of big churches that are doing it, but I would say mo the majority of believers that are trying to have a church experience or a community experience, that's not an option. Mm -hmm. What I don't, I just don't, I want to clarify the two. I think there's two kind of separate things there. What I don't want them to do is default to well, I watch this pastor from this dope church um, every week. And then I watch this other pastor when his mm -hmm. clips come in because I really like his style. And like, that's how I do church. I just by watching these clips. Church bite size. Like, oh, I saw this clip from Pastor Michael Todd and he's great. But like, it's like, I got a clip here. I got a clip here. I'm good for the day. I'm good for the week. Yeah. That's not enough. No. So um, let's just hit these actionables real quick. <laughs> So, Chad, I would really love for you to go over the soap one more time. Yeah, man. But Miss Cindy, 
do what would you say are some things like people can just like all right listen to this podcast it was great but what next so basically i want to say discipline is a huge thing um the reason why i say that is because your flesh is going to want to do things every single day it's going to try to overrule you know what the lord hasn't planned for you mm-hmm. and so i want to say you know this is just the way how i operate fresh before the day before i pick up my phone I pick up my bible all right and i'm like all right i'm gonna go last where i left stop like stop it's so funny i was a knucklehead when i first started christ i was like all right god so I'm what am i gonna do what christ. am i gonna read i mean i still am too mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 i haven't changed much um so back in the day what i used to do with my bible app because i didn't have a bible is i look at okay god today i'm gonna look at peace you know if you're starting off you know just go go look at the peace and then look at all of the attributes of peace you know the bible app like if you put in the search bar if if that's that's something that helped me during that season another thing that i want to say is always have an accountability partner my mm. goodness accountability i do not know that's shout a out whole to show me. on its own no right seriously it really is um i do not know where i would be without my best friend on accountability for reading the word okay we grew together and we didn't even notice that we grew together so what we do is like you know we would just kind of pull out like oh let's look at peace let's look at love and then it started going deeper okay let's start doing this book together Okay, so like, what did you observe about God, the characters and the attributes of Christ and start diving deep into that? You know, it starts somewhere. Start somewhere. Have accountability for that. Because you yourself, I don't I don't care who you are. One, one day you're going to wake up and be like, ah, I forgot. The next day I wake up, ah, I forgot again. Yeah. Ah, you know, it is what it and is. And that really, when you said discipline, that really convicted me because I, I told my wife, I was like, I think God's trying to get me to get up at 5 a.m. to read the Bible. Did you love it when he wakes you up at that time? And I've been, and that that was the crazy thing. I've been waking up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. And my, you know, my wife's like, well, maybe it's because God's waking you. I'm like, go, go sit down somewhere. (laughs) I love you, baby. Um, But she, she was like, I was like, man, that 5 a.m. is early. It is. So, and it's been bad. I've been really convicted because I'll I'll wake up at 5 a.m. And I'm just sitting in the bed like, you know, you need to get up. You know, you need to get up. But and that's amazing. Those are, the, those are the quiet moments that he wants to speak to your heart. Yeah. So, I mean, now I'm I'm inching my way there. You know, I'm, I'm a knucklehead, but I'm inching my way. So now, like, when I get up, that's the first thing I do is pray. Yeah. Because I realized what was happening before is immediately, almost even before I would wake up, the enemy was in my mind. Yeah. Like, straight up in there. Impure thoughts. I was... I was jacked up before I even got out of the bed. That was the scary part. Yeah. I realized I was having a dream and I was like, whoa, this dream is a little off. Then I'd wake up and I'm like already in everything else. And I'm like, oh, oh I need some more armor. I need some more, exactly. some more weaponry. And so I really need to, cause like there's a full hour before, you know, getting up, getting dressed, getting something to eat, getting in my car to turn on the Bible app. Yeah. And so much can happen in that hour. Yeah. The thoughts, the, the the actions that could happen. And it was started in the morning. And so would, I'd be jacked up for the rest of the day. So thank you for yeah, saying that. I would say don't leave the house without your armor. I got to get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I want to say do not leave your house without the armor, y'all. Don't leave the house without Seriously, the armor. Seriously. No matter how I early mean. you get up. All right. So, yeah. Chad, do me a favor. Go over the soap one more time. And then I'm going to have Miss Cindy pray us out because I love it. She's been on fire today. I know it. Like, I knew 
getting her to we get needed on this it, thing man. was like we, we needed Cindy idea. here Aww. to button this up I for us. So I said, whatever you're doing, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, whatever you, what do you want to eat? You want the juicy juice? I got you. You want the chip? I got you. Whatever. I will take Chad Skittles and give them to you to get you here. Absolutely. We had to do this thing. But yeah, go over the soap because I think that's right. so important. And the way you you break it down is so yeah, yeah. So so this is just a, a spiritual discipline. This is a functional way to get in God's word and help it resonate and connect with you. It, to me, it's baby steps and to get in the scripture. But honestly, every time I do this, man, I realize that I'm getting something unique out of the word. And what I love doing it, do, what I love about doing it and how I do it sometimes, my favorite way, is with other people. Mm-hmm. I love doing it with a group of people. I love doing soap with like two or three other people and we all do the same chapter and then see what sticks out to each of us because we're all made so unique. We all have so many different backgrounds and different perspectives and God will point out unique things to each of us and then we'll share those things with each other. And then we feel like we got like triple the amount of like gold nuggets from God in those moments. So soap, real easy, S-O-A-P, helps me even remember how to spell soap because I don't remember half the time. And use it. Yes, Mm. every now and then I get in there and (laughs) scrub a dub. So soap, scripture, S stands for scripture. O stands for observation. So getting in the scripture, you can get in. I would say if I was going to start anywhere, I would start with Proverbs. Man, you and my dad. Yeah, Proverbs, bro. Thing. Every single day. Well, there's 31 Proverbs. So no matter what month you're in, you can get in that proverb every single day. It's always unique and new. Doesn't matter if you read Proverbs before, you're going to get something unique out of it every single And I time. would say, just to add to that real quick, the way the, the Bible Project explains Proverbs changes the game. Absolutely. And even back to your point, because they were like, wisdom is a woman, is described as a woman. And so when you said that, I was like, <laughs> it was like but yeah i'm gonna go off on tangent go ahead yeah. so 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 as scripture oh observation so what are you observing from that scripture you just read i like doing a chapter at a time chapter is easiest Damn. they're not very long especially in proverbs you can get through it just a few minutes but you just got to slow down so you're saying it. it's okay to take it bite size at a time you Absolutely. don't have to like journey through this thing no 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 no, no no good I'm not trying to get some gold star on my chest for doing a certain amount of chapters a day I think for soap itself, Proverbs is the best way to start it. There's some that are longer than others, but it's all digestible and readable. You can do it in a few minutes. It's not going to take you very long. I say in 10 minutes, you could read that chapter. You could write down your observations and your application, how you want to apply it to your life, and then pray about it in a 10 or 15 minute span of time. It does not take that long at all. Mm-hmm. So soap, scripture, S, scripture, O, observation, A, application. How am I going to apply what God just pointed out to me in the scripture, how can I apply that to my life right now? We're not talking about in the future because God's speaking to you about what's going on right now. Mm. Like, what are you going through right now? What's what's your burden on your heart? What season are you in? God's going to apply his scripture directly to that. I guarantee it's going to happen. You can call me, email me if it doesn't. I guarantee you every time you get in the word, it's going to be able to be applied to your life right now in the circumstances you're in. So scripture, observation, a, application, and then P is prayer. You just go to God and say, God, I see I see what you did here in the scripture. I see what stuck out to me. And I see what you're saying to me in my heart about how I should apply this to my life. So help me, give me the strength, give me the wisdom, give me the discernment, give me the grace to apply this to my life now. And I'll keep pressing forward, God, and trying to do it. Wow. And like just beautiful moments happen in, in that space, man. I think 
God's always just looking for us to be transparent, be real, yeah. be vulnerable with him mm-hmm. and just get a little closer to him. He wants intimacy with us. And to me, getting into his word is hearing his heart. That that to me is like getting up close to your dad and putting your ear, ear to his chest and hearing his heartbeat. That's what's happening in soap, man. Yeah. Thank you, bro. That was amazing. Man, thank you guys so much for coming through. Today was amazing. Tonight was amazing. This this was an amazing episode. We'll do it again, man. Yeah, Let's it was our do, pleasure. I think we need to do a part two. <laughs> I think the part two is just... We went all over the place. So I hope no, everybody Because a lot of the things on. that... I didn't want to go into because I know we could just get wrapped up is like when people start getting to what's the controversy. And one thing it's on my heart is for, you know, African-Americans, because so many believe like, well, there's there's slavery in the Bible and they use that. And that's the and I'm like, bro, don't even. And there's actually, you know, there's people on every race who's who use it for their own advantage. Mm -hmm. And so I hate, 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 hate when people read the Bible and say, Oh well, this is what they tried to do, and they tried to like you don't know that cherry picking, man. Exactly, like oh well, they you know they were slaves here, and he called him master, and I was like, there's there's terms and references. This is ancient text, uh, trans transcribed. Exactly. So meanings don't always mean everything that you think today. Don't let history that you're getting in school. That's not the same in the Bible. Yeah, bro. You're going to so, have to go like chapter by chapter and just get into the context and the history. Oh, yeah. And it'll give people a lot of understanding and what's happening. You got to have context for what's happening in the Bible in history at that moment in time. So we're definitely going to have to jump back into this. Um, so if you're listening, check this out. Listen, if you do not have a Bible and you need a Bible, holla at your boy. Um, you can hit us up on the Instagrams, preachandbeats.roarradio, preachandbeats.roarradio. You can hit us up if you have our Facebook page at Preaching Beats. Um, we'll have a we'll have an email out, so that'll be in the notes. So please connect with us if you need all this information. We're gonna get the notes from Chad and Cindy. We're gonna drop that into the whole text, so you can go back to it, reference it, um, all that good stuff. So please connect with us, stay locked with us, and um, guys, thank you guys so much. Yeah, appreciate um, you, bro. We're going we're gonna do it, man. We're Come trying on. to roar, roar for the kingdom right Let's now. Let's go. Man. You know what I'm saying. All right. I'd wear a shirt, but I ain't making that. (laughs) So, Cindy, if you could, man, just give us a prayer. Pray us out. Let all that amazingness that came out of you tonight, just let us exit with that, man. We we appreciate you. My pleasure, for sure. All right. So, Father God, we love you. My goodness. Thank you so much for being such a good father. Literally, you show us um, by your character um, how much of a good father is, is that you came from your throne from your comfortable spot to come down into a defenseless baby, a soft, sweet baby. And so it was filled with humility. And because you wanted to close that gap, because you loved us and you unraveled this amazing story within a story within a story and just for centuries just to just to still be here and you created it as for a time as this, as for a time in the future, um, in the past, um, your word does not go void. Um, and so we thank you so much for this gospel. We thank you so much for this word, this, this manual book of life and, and just who you are. You left this. You didn't have to do this, but you did it anyways. And that's how much love and compassion you have for your sons and for your daughters. And so I bless everyone that listens to this podcast, Father God. Um, thank you so much for just being here, Holy Spirit. And forgive us if we said anything that was not of us. 
And um, we just put everything in your hands, Father God. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all got anything you want to leave with the people? Man, keep listening. Keep listening. I yeah. like that. We'll keep getting better. All right. We appreciate you all checking out. We out of here. Let's do it. Roll Radio, we out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Radio podcast. This is Roll Radio. Yeah.